This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Burke. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. We're going to be talking about a very important topic that um, we're very... um, we don't see it as important, but the effect that our oh, it's words, very important. our words, the words of our mouth and God's mercy and where that comes in with the words that we speak. So we're going to go over some things today that are going, you're going to find very interesting. And um, let's start with words. And, 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 you know, they're originally intended to create and. Yeah, you know? uh, the importance of uh, what we say and, and how it affects our lives. Words have power, and you need to understand that. What we speak originates from our thoughts first. It starts in your thought life. Maybe right. you need to cor- improve your thought life or correct your thought life and, and be careful about what you're thinking about. Our words are a result of our, it just comes out. And the primary, but the primary purpose of words is not for communication. We think it is. Yeah, that We would think be. that's the, well, what else would it be, right? right? Right, But the primary purpose of words is to release God's creative power into this world. You know, do you ever think about it? God spoke the world into existence. Right. Jesus spoke things all the time. He said, Lazarus, come forth. That's true. Right? I mean, it goes on and on and on how God intended this whole thing to be. It was all going to be, you can create, make things happen by your words alone. Um, I like what Kenneth Copeland said. He said, if you can't believe it, believe the words all by themselves will do the work for you. Right. Believe in the power of your words. If you can't believe in what you're saying, at least believe in the power of words. And I think the words, That's the thing good. about the words themselves don't mean anything, but what the words do when they're in alignment with the Bible is release the angels to bring forth what you're speaking. In other words, the the um, the angels hearken to the word, voice of God, to the word, the Bible. So when we're speaking the Bible, you're freeing the angels to go ahead and bring that to pass. Right. That's how it actually works. That's right. the, the workings of it. So our words can create good or bad. And, you know, I... I I still struggle with this. Um, you got to be careful sometimes what you say. You don't even realize how many times you're cursing yourself. People say, oh, that blew me away. Oh, that's it's you're making me. me sick. You're killing me. Uh, people do it all the time. Oh, you're killing me. Um, and they do it sort of loosely and they don't realize what they're saying. You got to be careful what you're saying. You know, God said to me one day, he said, listen, Al. You're like me. You just can't say anything. Oh, wow, that's good. Now, God spoke the world into existence. If God, God cannot, here's something God cannot do. If God went, got, got up in the morning, and I know he doesn't sleep, but let's just say he gets up in the morning, because <laughs> I get a letter, oh, God, he doesn't have to sleep. Anyway, <clears throat> God gets up in the morning and he says, you know what? I've had it with all those people down there. They're all idiots. Instantaneously, everybody on the earth would be an idiot because he spoke it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Then he said to me, you're like me. You just wow. can't say anything. 
If God said uh, the ceiling is blue, the, the insulation and the wood would change its color to obey his voice. That's why he can't lie, because it, it everything obeys him. <clears throat> and he said, you're like me. You just can't say anything. And we curse our own lives at a level where we don't understand how important it is. And then you wonder what, you know... <laughs> You wonder why you're sick. People, I hear people saying this all the time. Oh, you're making me crazy. Oh, I'm shot. Oh, you're blowing my brain out. You're making me crazy. You're making me crazy. And then 70 years later, they're crazy. <laughs> it wasn't a lack of vitamin C. You spoke it into existence. It took years. It oh took a gosh. long time. But it happens. This is the truth. I'm sorry. I hate to be brutally honest, but that's how you got there. Yeah, and you and you say that right here. You, you, Where does it you say? You know, there are many Christians who are sick, poor, fearful, anxious, worried, and full of stress, mostly due to their speech. Well, there life. it is. Yeah, there you go. And you don't wow. realize what what ha what you've done to yourself. Right. Because I was seeking the Lord about this whole Alzheimer's thing. I said, how come some people get this and some people don't? Yeah. And some of them, you know, it, oh, it's it's nutritional things you got to do. You got to change. And I said, I've seen some of the people who were smartest people ever very intelligent, educated, wind up with Alzheimer's. And some of the people that I know, one particular guy was not well-educated, was not the smartest guy in the world. And at 90, he had all his marbles. I mean, for the yes, most point, yes. he was all there. And I was like, why is that? And this is what the Lord showed me, because of their speech life for the last 50, 60 years. What God actually had to do was turn the volume down. I don't know if I ever did a show on this, but God had to take the volume on your words and turn it down because you'd have killed yourself a long time ago with the way you speak. Oh, you're killing me. Boom, dead. If your words had that much power, you'd be dead on the spot. So God's got to say, well, look, I got the word, the Bible has to stay true. So I got to keep that intact. But I really want this guy to live a little longer than that. So I'm going to have to turn down the volume on what he said. But if he says it for 50, 60 years, he'll be dead. Oh, yes. I know. We don't realize that. Abraham Lincoln don't. said, when this war's over, I'll be dead. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, John Lennon said, when he was asked, how do you think you, you will die? He said, probably some uh, crazy guy will just pop me off. In other words, shoot me. And that's what happened to him. Elvis Presley. Elvis, Elvis Presley said, I'll never live a day longer than my mom did. And his mom died at something like 40. And he died like the day before he was 40, something like that. Don't quote me on that. But I know he didn't live as long as his mom did. And the story goes on and on and on. Be careful what you say. Yeah. Be care the Bible says every idle word will be judged. Right. Well, who's judging it? The devil's judging it. He's going, this guy keeps licensing me to kill him. That's right. And it's not judged. Right, right. It's not judged at the judgment end of your life judgment. It's judged every day. Be That's careful. Right. I'm careful about I don't speak any ever kind of poverty over my money. I never say I'm broke. I can't make any money. Now, there's times when I couldn't make any money and it, things weren't going too well, but I didn't get out there going, ah, no, this never worked. I might have said a few things, but I'm very careful. And I'm very careful with the way I speak over my health. I don't sit there and say, oh, I'm sick. I'm always sick. I can never get better. I don't know what it is. I wake up and say, my youth is renewed like the eagle. These are That's things right. you need to do because words have power. That's right. And Christians, really, they've been taken captive by their own words. And we're so used to speaking our problem rather than speaking what, what we want. 
Okay, when you speak your problem, you are amplifying the problem. You're actually receiving it more. You're, you're, you're enforcing it. Yes, you're enforcing it in your life. In other words, if you go around saying, I'm sick, I always get sick this time of year. That's exactly what you're going to have every year at the same time. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. And though this that love it shall eat the fruit thereof, you're going to have what you say. You know, I got a guy in our prayer, the uh, yeah. Tuesday night Bible yeah. study. He's, got, he's had every kind of sickness. Yeah. And I told him about this. And it, it just like he was, what is this? Yeah. I wow. never heard anything like this. I said, you look, just looking at you, you look like you're like 70, maybe 80. You And you've been a Christian all your life, and you never heard this, no. Wow, that's so sad. Nobody ever yes, talked this to yes. him, so he said whatever he wanted. He's got every kind of cancer, every kind of disease, and I know a lot of people like that, that have every kind of thing, every kind of, and they'll say anything. They'll talk about their sickness, their sickness all day long. And one of the things I tell people when it comes particularly to speaking about a sickness, don't own it. Right. My arthritis, my allergies, right. Right. my cancer. Well, let's, let's go to this because this is really important in James okay. 3, 5. I will read the scripture here. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter or little fire kindleth. Oh, yeah. So... You know, you can talk about that, Al, how you... This is really what I, what I jumped into I know, right away, that's... didn't even realize it, is that when you say something like you're making me crazy, that's your kindling. That's a teeny little statement, but a kindling would, what does it do? You get that little kindling going and you get a little fire. A thin piece of wood, dried out Right. If, if you take a log, it, it'll never burn. Right. You, you can't get it to start. Right. But if you get this little kindling, nice, dry, pretty wood, pine, and everything cut thin, it'll light easy. Right. That your That's your kindling. You keep saying, you're making me crazy, you're making me crazy. That's your kindling. And then 20, 30 years later, you got kind of got a fire going. Right? That's, that's exactly right. It's like your dried out piece of wood is that first word that says, I'm sick, or I'm tired, or... I feel like I'm going crazy. And then you repeat it over and over again, and that kindling begins, just like a regular fire. Then the devil throws a log on it because he has permission. You keep giving him permission, right. and he goes, wow, look at this. we got a nice little fire going. Watch right. this. We're going to get a big fire going. And he right. brings a log over and puts it on there, and then the log, the log will start from that kindling. It won't start from nothing. And the log is at the end of your life, when you've spoken this for 50, 60, 70 years, now you got the log. You got the huge wildfire. Yep, you got to watch Oh, wow. That's right. That's right. If you go around saying, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, it snowballs. And now you have this huge wildfire and you're tired night and day. You can't even keep your eyes open. And then you say to yourself, what's wrong with me? I think I need to go to a doctor. This is so true. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, it is. There's nothing wrong with you that you have not created with your own words. There's creative power in everything that you say. You want Just to because something? you said it one time, it's only a teeny piece of kindling. It's not going to kill you. Right. But if you've been saying it over the years and years and, and, and it will kill you. It's like I said eventually, I know this one guy was so smart, and he spoke his way into Alzheimer's. 
Everything was, you're making me crazy. Wow. I can't. I remember this one lady saying to me, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. She forgot something. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I'm going, oh, man, I, you will be soon. That was her kindling. Yes. I'm stupid. Yes. And then 30, 40, 50 years later, they, they can't remember anything. Wow. Wow. You know, there's a story I always like to tell in the first chapter of Luke. Uh, it demonstrates the importance of your speech life and how God feels about it. But it also demonstrates God's mercy in the midst of us making just saying things we shouldn't be saying. It's the story of the priest, Zacharias, and his wife, Elizabeth. And it, the Bible tells us that they were righteous before God. They walked blameless before him, which means that they were just not sinless, they just did the right thing. They, they just were doing did as the best as they knew how, right. And now Elizabeth, we know, time. was barren, and they both resigned themselves to the fact that they'd never have children. And Zacharias was in the temple one day just doing his regular job. He was working, and it was there that he had a visitor, and it was an angel of the Lord. Now, they're older now, and the angel told them, your prayer has been answered. Well, they're going to have a son, and it's like, I prayed that 30 years ago. You didn't, you, you're answering me 30 years later. Now you didn't say that, but that was part of it. And the angel tells him, <laughs> look, you're going to have a, a son. His name is going to be John. He's going to bring joy and gladness to many people and that he'd be great in the Lord's sight. He's going to be filled with the Holy spirit. And guess what? It's John the Baptist. He's going to prepare the hearts of the people to receive the Lord Jesus when he comes on the scene. So this is a promise that he heard word for word from an angel. And he was probably shocked, a oh, little bit sure. scared. But then he said to the angel this, how, how, do, how shall I know this? I'm an old man. My wife is stricken in years. Look at what the, past, uh, the uh, message Bible says about his reaction now. He says, do you expect me to believe this? That was his attitude. Wow. That was his thinking when God spoke to them. I'm an old man and my wife's an old woman. So they've been praying for this child for years, but the Lord finally answered the prayer and Zacharias didn't believe it. Well, and that, you know. He, he, God didn't answer Zacharias's prayer in his time frame. Right. No, I guess not. Obviously. I guess not. But Zacharias yeah. said, well, what did you wait so long for? Now it's, that'll never happen now. Right. Right. So this is a classic example of all of this. You know, we go by what we see rather than by what the God, word of God says. Right. And God lives forever, from forever to forever. So He does. It, there's a big time warp between when God speaks and way we understand the timing. Yeah. yeah. Because well, that's true. I mean, I've I've had people say, you know, I've, God showed me all this and nothing happened in 20 years, and then it happened. It wasn't that God, it, it wasn't that you were wrong. It's just that your timing was off because we live in a, a time. We live in time. God does not. I mm -hmm. like the way Joyce Meyer said it. God's soon and our soon are two different things. <laughs> yes. yeah. So the Lord said that they would have a child. What an awesome promise. But because of Zacharias's natural thinking, he just could not believe the word that God spoke to him. And Zacharias proved that he didn't believe it by speaking right. out his unbelief. Because of all this unbelief, God, I'll say it this way, had to strike him dumb. Well, it says because of your unbelief, you won't, you won't speak for the next, you know, nine months. And, 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 and we know that God doesn't deal with us like this today. 
Okay, this was still in the old covenant, but because of the cross, because of Jesus dying and raising from the dead, we are, we are under a new covenant now. So God doesn't deal with us the same way, but it does say because of his unbelief. But we're going to go down a little bit because we're running out of a, a little bit of time here. Um, we, we understand that God dealt with people differently because of that. But the principle of how God feels about the words of our mouth is still coming strong through this story. He shut his mouth. And like Al said, he had to shut his mouth. And that brings us to the next reason why he shut. You're so right. He had to shut his mouth. Uh, it wasn't only because of the unbelief. It was actually the mercy of God that yeah, he was. shut his mouth. And, you know, just think about if he had that unbelief with God, the angel of the Lord standing right in front of him and him basically making fun of the word and saying, give me a break. I don't believe this. How do you think his words would have been the next nine months of his wife's pregnancy? Oh my God, it would have been worse. No, I mean, really seriously. Sure. Because he started out in unbelief. Okay, so we get past that and go, wow, that really did work. He would have continued to speak doubt over that baby, over Elizabeth, over the entire situation. And I'll tell you why. I wrote some things down here that I can just hear him. Listen, they're old now. They're really old, okay? I could just hear him saying, how are we going to ever do this? You know, we are too old. Why couldn't God answer our prayers years ago when we were younger? Okay, wouldn't he say that? I, would, how, I, I get it. How can Elizabeth handle this? She's old like me. I mean, these are... These seem to be natural, good concerns. She will have to be bedridden for nine months. We're going to have to do all the work here. This is going to be too much for Elizabeth. I could just hear him over and over. We're too old to get up for the 2 a.m. feeding. We can't do that. We can't afford to hire help. This is going to be hard. Very, very, very hard. I mean, I could picture him saying all that stuff, and guess what? They're all words of unbelief, and God knew that he would say those things. You know, and on top of this, be careful how you speak over your soon-to-be-born child. Be hmm. careful how you speak over that thing. I remember uh, my wife went and prayed over my grandson when he was in the womb for months and months and months, and that's the kid that's on who loves Jesus. He's going to college. Uh, don't do these things. Don't. I mean, speak I would this. go to my daughter's home, sit there, and pray for that baby in her belly. Right. That's what you need to do. This is going to be a great child. God gave me this child. What a wonderful thing He gave me. Instead of how am I going to do this? God has blessed me. This kid is healthy. He's going to be. He's going to change the world. That's the way you need to speak over your soon-to-be-born child. Right. It's, that's why he had to shut Zachary. He did, but it was his mercy because you know why? God was shielding him from messing up the plan. And John the Baptist was major part of the plan. And he he was the only, I'm telling you, it basically says he's the only one that was going to bring in, usher in the presence of Jesus Christ. If it wasn't him, the scripture says there would be no salvation for the world. This no was Jesus. serious. Usually God chooses a second, 
And if he says yeah. no, you choose a third. And they said no. But here it was John the Baptist, and he had to be born. So God actually had no choice, but he said, I got to keep him from blowing this plan. Uh, and not only that, he would be speaking all these unbelief, words of unbelief over Elizabeth in front of her. She didn't need to hear that. And they say the baby hears things too. Be careful you know, how you pray over them right. when they're in the womb. So really, God, that was God's mercy protecting God's plan. And you know what else I want to say? You read this. It's like all of a sudden the angel shows up and says, okay, this is what we're going to do. What happened all the years before that? You never know when the Lord's going to show up with a wonderful thing in your life. Keep that good expectation going. Keep it, keep it going because tomorrow morning something fantastically good could happen to you. And if it doesn't, Maybe the next day something fantastic could happen for you. So keep that thinking. She didn't know this was going to happen. Right. All of a sudden, here they come. This wow. is what we're going to do. What a super blessing. For the whole of history, her name will be in, in the books. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So go ahead, because I know where you're going with this. No, 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 no. That was it. Um, he had but to keep look at him. what happened to Mary. When she, what happened with her? She yeah. accepted that. She, she said, be it unto me according to thy word. I mean, she asked how it would be done in the natural because she didn't understand, but she said, be it unto me according to thy word. That's right. So, so Zacharias could have ruined the entire plan. So God had to shut, him, shut his mouth. And remember in, in Malachi 4, 6, that's where it says, John, there would have never been salvation for the world if John the Baptist was not uh, born. So, um, you know, yeah. When, when God speaks something to you, and it's no, you know, it's God. Just you seem you just got to sit there and say, "Be it unto me according to your word." You know, "Be it unto your servant according to your word." Oh God, and receive it and and expect it and expect God to do something. Right. Don't do what He did. Right. And say, so, "Oh, come on, yeah, talk real. I'm too old. She's too old. You know, this is a joke. It's not going to happen." He didn't. He, he would have screwed up God's plan. Thanks, God. God Thank didn't God have a that second. God did what, what, and you know, whatever you say is released. Oh, yeah, that's true. And once it's released in the atmosphere, you can't take it back. That's right. And you either speak death or you speak life, you know. So he had to keep him quiet for nine months. And, uh, but here's what happens. I love what happens. We're running out of time, so I've got to say this. I love what happens to Zacharias when John is born. He's not speaking. So there, he's in this room, and they're all saying, well, let's name him this, let's name him yeah. Zacharias. And he gets a pen and a paper, and he writes down his name is John, because that's what the angel told him. Right. So the minute they saw that, his mouth opened, and God released him to speak again, because, okay, it's safe now. The child is born. And I think Zacharias learned. He figured it out. What? Right, right. And so he decides to obey God and name his son John, as the angel said. His mouth was open, and he starts praising God. Filled with the Holy Ghost, Zacharias spoke to the people, telling of all the wonderful things John would accomplish as he prepared the people for the coming of the Lord. What a difference nine months wow. can make, right? <laughs> I mean, you learn your lesson. Yeah, he did. You know, and, and look at what Romans 4, 17 says, because this is really cool. Even God who quickens the dead and calls those things that which be not as though they were. If we have the Lord Jesus inside of us, we should be calling those things that aren't as though they were. Right? 
Well, he's um, God did that, or right. but we we are well, to be like him. That's right. Right. Shouldn't we be doing the same thing? When we become born again, we receive every bit of God inside of us, including the faith of the Son of God. Right. Absolutely. We live by the faith of the Son of God. So if we've been given his faith, we should be able to speak those things that aren't as though they were. I always like this story because when I think of Mary and how she responded, right? Yeah. The same kind of a, you could say it this way, crazy thing. Right. All right. She was young, but still the same crazy thing. She just said, okay, let's do yeah. this. Yeah. And not a problem. She right. didn't, She was not mute for nine months. She just kept going right. on because she could be trusted with what she said. That's right. That's Isn't that right. wild how the, the response is so different? It God is. got his thing done anyway. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.